This is the voice of contract management presented by the law firm of Kroll & Mooring exclusively for NCMA. Stay up to date on all things contract management five minutes at a time. Our team at Kroll & Mooring presents these podcasts to keep you up to speed on a bi-monthly basis. We will cover everything from regulatory updates to crucial changes that affect government contracting. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Monica Sterling. We're going to start with a Federal Circuit decision, and I'll turn it over to Monica. Thanks, Peter. On December 7th, the Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit reversed a Court of Federal Claims decision relevant to the Blue and Gold Waiver Doctrine. The Federal Circuit held that Harmonia Holdings Group did not run afoul of the Blue and Gold Waiver Rule when it timely filed a pre-award agency-level protest challenging an RFP amendment but then waited five months and until after the award was made to further pursue its challenge at the court. Here's the case background. In November, 2018, Harmonia filed an agency level bid protest with CBP challenging an RFP amendment in a then ongoing procurement. CBP denied the protest in December, 2018. And after fully evaluating proposals, awarded the contract to Harmonia's competitor the following April. Shortly thereafter, Harmonia filed a bid protest at the court, challenging the award decision and re-raising its challenges to the pre-award RFP amendment. The court held that Harmonia waived its pre-award challenges under blue and gold by failing to diligently pursue them following CBP's denial of its agency level protest five months earlier, back the year before. Now, as a refresher, under the blue and gold waiver rule, quote, a party who has the opportunity to object to the terms of a government solicitation containing a patent error and fails to do so prior to the close of the bidding process, waives its ability to raise the same objection, end quote, in a later protest. On appeal, however, the federal circuit held that harmonious filing of a pre-award protest with CBP constituted sufficient pursuit of its challenge for purposes of blue and gold. The circuit explained that, quote, the blue and gold waiver rule is predicated not only on the notion of avoiding delay that could benefit the delaying party, but also on the notion of preserving challenges and providing notice to interested parties, and held that, quote, Harmonia's undisputedly timely formal challenge of the solicitation before CBP removes this case from the ambit of blue and gold and its progeny, end quote. Remains to be seen how the court will handle this reversal on remand but regardless, a good reminder for offerors to remain vigilant in identifying pre-award concerns. Great, thank you so much, Monica. Next up, two Department of Labor updates. So here's the first one. On November 24th, Department of Labor published its final rule, increasing the minimum wage for federal contractors to $15 an hour for certain employees of certain federal contractors and subcontractors beginning on January 30th of 2022. The new minimum wage requirements apply to certain employees that fall into certain categories. So Davis-Bacon Act covered contracts, Service Contract Act covered contracts, concession contracts, and contracts that are in connection with federal property or lands and related to offering services for federal employees, their dependents, or the general public. The requirements will apply to new contracts entered into on or after January 30th of 2022 as well as existing contracts that are renewed, extended, or for which an option is exercised on or after the same date. So that's item one. Second item, 
On December 2nd, the Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs, or OFCCP, announced the upcoming launch of its Affirmative Action Program Verification Interface, which they sometimes refer to as the Contractor Portal. The portal implements a new requirement that covered contractors and subcontractors certify on an annual basis whether they have developed and maintained the appropriate plan for each establishment and or functional unit. According to the rollout timeline, contractors may register on the portal beginning on February 1st of 2022. The portal certification features will be available on March 31st, 2022, and existing contractors will be required to certify compliance by June 30th, 2022. So certainly uh, two important updates for contractors. Now I'll turn it back to Monica for a couple of additional items. On November 30, GAO issued a final report to Congress entitled DOD should take additional actions to improve how it approaches intellectual property. Nice and catchy. The report follows a direction from Congress to evaluate DOD's IP management. This report makes four recommendations. First, the DOD's planned guidebook on IP, which is currently expected to be published in the first quarter of 2022, should clarify how DOD personnel can pursue detailed manufacturing or process data. Second, DOD should determine the collaboration, staffing, and resources needed to execute DOD's proposed approach for the IP cadre. Third recommendation, the director of the IP cadre should collaborate with the president of Defense Acquisition University to prioritize IP-related tasks that the university should undertake between 2023 through 2025. And fourth, the director of the IP cadre should develop additional guidance to help identify the DOD personnel in key career fields that would benefit most from receiving IP training and credentials. Finally, a note on a December 2nd White House announcement relating to a number of reforms intended to increase federal procurement opportunities for small disadvantaged businesses. In the fact sheet, agencies are directed to more than double their annual SDB contracting goals for fiscal year 2022 to result in 11% of contracting dollars being awarded to SDBs which is up from the current statutory goal of 5%, with the long-term goal of increasing SDB participation to 15% of federal contracts by 2025. Other reforms announced in the fact sheet include increasing transparency through releasing disaggregated data of federal procurement spending by race and ethnicity of business owners on an annual basis, tasking agencies with developing innovative strategies for increasing the number of new SDB entrants to the federal marketplace, and adopting management practices intended to hold agency acquisition executives accountable for achieving small business contracting goals. Perfect. And one final note, we're continuing, obviously, to watch all things vaccine mandate. Um, right now, obviously, there is an injunction in effect on a nationwide basis. We're continuing to monitor that, work with companies who are trying to figure out the best approach in light of the very dynamic environment. But that will close us out for this edition. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Contract Management, brought to you by Kroll & Mooring exclusively for NCMA. Stay tuned for our next episode as we continue to discuss all things government contracting. In the meantime, explore your learning opportunities at www.ncmahq.org slash course catalog.